Welcome to the Off-Topic Podcast. Ah, it sounds fucking terrible. Oh, my God. I'm sounding too generic. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. Welcome to the Off-Topic Podcast. First episode, and we're already messing up. Perfect. This is already a good omen, God. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, God. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Off-Topic Podcast, where we give the old phrase, getting off-topic, a whole new meaning. Today's episode, Tragic Beginnings to a Happy End. Today's podcast episode is rated R for encasing topics and details for relationship advice and rape. Cut the theme music. I don't know what to say right here behind a guitar riff. And we're going to do like that. So I originally had this uh, podcast with the two parts. But I'm, uh, or like in the two parts, but like in two sections. But I'm going to just do it in the second section because we're going to rip the bandaid right off and just tell you guys why I'm actually doing this podcast. This podcast is actually a year late. It was supposed to come out uh, April. My bad, 20. 22 so i had a bunch of uh afghanistan jokes in there and all that stuff but i'm just a little bit nervous now that's why i'm burping and all this shit and all this stuff right now getting all this stuff all the way because uh we're about to get really 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 depressing and sad right now because uh shit has happened uh your boy took a break had he take a whole year break but now he has to get back into it because some other shit happened. <laughs> but your boy's good. Now, he's doing good. Two, after two mental breakdowns. Um, the possible, the worst. Break of his life. But we're good. Get out the way. So yeah. I'm mainly doing this uh, thing. Because I want you guys to hear. A uh, 27 year old grown ass man cry. But I also want everyone. To uh, feel like uh, both men, women, everyone that uh don't feel like you gotta hold everything in. Um, I know it may be bad to say uh let it all out and just tell people how you really feel, but that's not really what I mean when I say uh let it all out. And what I mean by let it all out, just like if you have a problem right then and there with uh someone or something or you don't feel like something is right right you know at that moment whether it's an issue it's uh with family friends boyfriend girlfriend whatever you know just call them how you feel right then and there take a quick minute if you have to uh don't take a whole day Uh, i'm a big fan of that me personally because i feel like a whole day you know just feels like i'm an overthinker so you know i just feel like they're doing stuff they're uh not really putting in work, they're, you know, they're carrying on with their day, they're not really thinking about it, like, I want to know, not the answer and everything now, but, you know, I just at least want to talk about it now, you know, don't take a whole day, give me, you know, an hour, you know, a couple hours, and, you know, but, you know, let's talk about it real fast. Uh, The reason why it's called off topic is because I forget, I go on a rant, and I go on a tangent, and I just forget what the hell I'm talking about, but I try to, I'll try to backtrack, 
gotta remember but you know i try to keep it all in one course so that's why it's called off topic because a bunch of branches i was also going to call the podcast uh branching out uh but you know if that you know just in case i do i do change the topic midway let me just do that intro again hold on <laughs> welcome to the branching out podcast where we give the old phrase branching off a whole new meaning there we go all right now let's get back to the uh <clears throat> uh to the episode all right and so i want people just to express themselves you know just say how you really feel talk to people if you have a real problem at the end of there um say that problem you know say like hey i have an issue with this and you know just try to talk it out the more clear level heads and all that stuff you know try not to be so headed all that stuff so that's uh well, I wanted to say before we, you know, dive into my, uh, my links and my, uh, my little, uh, little format, Ben Shapiro format here. Uh, so yeah, so the part, uh, the second half of the episode, but you know, the, now the whole episode, you know, titled, I have the title called up. It's the things we do for love. It's a reference to uh, a 10 CC song. I really love it. Oh. So number one. Like I said, be honest with feelings. Tell them what you want in the first place. Don't drag them along for the ride. Run. Run. Don't drag them along. Don't drag them along for the ride, fun, hope, or needs. And what I mean by that is it if you're talking to someone, be honest with people. You know, I'm not a big fan of this whole hookup culture and all this stuff, but uh that's what you do, that's what you do. You know, if you wanna We'll go with someone just say, hey, we're going to hook up. That's it. One time deal. Boom. We're done. If it's going to be like a fling, boom, you're done. Friends of benefits, boom, you're done. If you want a relationship, boom, you're done. That relationship comes up from all the beginning stuff. And then boom, you know, good for you. You guys found what you wanted. Hopefully it works out for everyone. But always be honest what you want. Don't waste anyone's time. And if you do want to waste someone's time, you want to be a time waster, just be up and honest with them. I hate, hate. Hey, when I try to invest time into someone or something and like goes out the window real quick, it's like, okay, you know, I'm not down. And like, we can't be stupid, both uh, guys and girls and whatever fucking patchy helicopter gender you want to be. But uh, we have to accept the fact that uh, a lot of people talk to a lot of people at the time, at one time. So we have to accept that some people do that. And, you know, it's not a bad thing, you know, just try to understand their story. That's just, just try to understand them. You know, talk to them, uh, take some psychological classes, <laughs> read more Batman comics, right? Uh, look at more, uh, more uh, forensic files, uh, serial killer podcasts, all that type of shit. But uh, you know, just do that stuff, you know. But yeah, so just express your feelings. Uh, get your things out away. Get your needs out the way. You know. Like I said, fling, fling, let it be a fling. If you want an actual relationship, go for it, and I pray the best for y'all. But I have this article on, uh, fuck, damn it. Let me go back again. Uh, I don't have it here. But it's by uh, E.B. Johnson. It's on medium.com. It was published in Practical Growth. So, yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to have links and not links. Yeah, I'm going to have links in the descriptions down below and all that shit. I want people to, you know, especially if it deals with uh, with serious topics like mental health and uh, relationships and all that stuff. You know, I think people should really, 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 really 
Look at that. But here we go. The title is The Six Basics of Intimate Bonding We Should Be We Should All Be Using. When it comes to bonding on a truly intimate level, these are the six techniques we should focus on. And then let me go ahead and just I'm gonna skim through. Just because I already read the article, you guys can give the article itself. It's a good read. But I'm gonna go over like the basic stuff. Uh okay, so quoting. When it comes to the relationships we share with partners and spouses, bonding is a critical part of the process. Bonding with those closer to us in the journey. It's one that's often gets but often get muddied and mixed up in the chaos of modern living. When we're too busy living, it's not hard to lose sight when we're when we're too busy living, it's not hard to lose sight of our intimate relationships. Without time and dedication, however, or without time and dedication, however, those relationships can evaporate, leaving us leaving us feeling lonely, empty, and unfulfilled on a core level. Maintaining our intimate relationships is all about bonding, and it's all about putting in the work to make those bonds strong. Committed relationships take just that commitment and they require our dedication each and every day if you want to get closer to your partner or spouse you've got to focus on deepening the bonds you share by focusing on a few basic techniques and putting a little effort each day you can create a relationship foundation that is strong enough to withstand any test life has thrown your way that's a good intro eb i appreciate that uh, let me just <laughs> get my water because your boy can fucking. I think I can live. I'm pretty sure fucking like if someone like fucking takes all my words, I say, and it puts in like an, a word automatic whatever the fuck thing is, they can make like an entire book out of it. Like it be, I can make like a fucking it to a Bible level style verse in just a fucking hour of me talking. We're gonna try to get this under an hour though, because your boy don't want to take up too much of your time. Your boy got. Work, depression, videos, and, and things, plenty of other things to do. I got, I got to keep myself busy now, especially now. We got to keep myself busy, busy now. All right. What is intimate bonding? Traditionally, when we think intimacy, we think of sex. But that's only one part of the relationship puzzle. Bonding on an intimate level with our partners actually takes across four key planes, only one which includes sex, that come together to make a happy and balanced relationship. For a truly fulfilling partnership, we have to learn to bond across these planes, rather than just focusing on one area over another. And these, uh, and then I have this uh, part titled Covalent Bonds. I like that. I think it's funny. And that these four type of bonds are experimental, intellectual, emotional, and physical bonds. So we're going to be reading parts of that. Here's experimental intimacy. As couples, it's important to retain your own individual identities. But it's also important to share a wide breadth of experiences together. For instance, going hiking, camping, or going to see a movie are shared experiences that can bring you closer together. It's not important to do everything together, but it is important to have a wide array of shared experiences you can both rely on. I think, um, because there's two stories I can tell. 
And I wrote this entire script in a different mindset with another story. And the recent, uh, my recent breakup, you know, it's kind of like the the bow on the, the it's kind of like the bow. It's a, it's a cherry on top. It's the bow around the present. You know, it's the fine Fenty lingerie on your woman on Valentine's Day. It's that primordial kicker in the balls you need from God. And it's the big ass reminder in your fat ass forehead with the big ass sticky note saying, Hey, dumbass. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> but, you know. Alright, so I guess. Alright, so I'll tell one story first. So I'll tell the story of the mindset when I was writing the script of my ex. So my yeah, so my my last year ex. Yeah, we'll just call it my last year ex. So my last year ex, um we didn't really have anything to to bond over, just maybe what? She's the first girl to take me on a hot pot. I love hot pot. I'm an appreciator for that. Thank you very much. Uh we went on a hot pot, we went on a Korean barbecue, bars, uh drinking at her family's house, sleeping over. So like she's like the first relationship the first grown-up relationship i've ever had and i appreciate her that for that because now i know what i like i know what i want uh, in a relationship i appreciate that one for that uh she didn't like outdoors as much uh i love outdoors uh i smoke weed but i was trying to stop but being with her just felt like uh what was it? Being with her just felt very, very uh, dull and painful. And, like, I needed to smoke the weed just so I can get on with the day. And I know that's bad to say. And I know people shouldn't, you know, use drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever. It's a gateway. But, you know, we can't judge people. Um, I'm going to try to... I'm trying to get clean. I'm trying to get clean. Don't worry. I almost broke a sobriety of mine. Almost. But I didn't. I did it. I kept in. But I'm going to try to get clean. Try to get off of weed. Move on to edibles. And then get off of edibles. And then, you know, drinking. You know, drinking's easy. That's just easy to do. But yeah, go to the gym too. Go to the gym, people. Go to the gym. I recommend going to the gym. Or outside. Or riding. Something. But. But that was all me and this girl did. Was like, sure. Was like, those are the, 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 uh, the things we are. Uh, the experimental stuff. And I appreciate her for that, and I love that. Uh, I got to see what I wanted in life. Like, my, I wanted to set up my backyard. Not kind of like hers, but, like, you know, with lights, a karaoke set of speaker. You know, I want to have fun on the weekends. You know, have friends come over. Uh, have my uh, girlfriend, whoever, come over. Have a family come over, whatever, you know. I just want to have fun. That's it. So, uh, thank you for that. Appreciate you uh, for showing me that. Hiking didn't work out, and uh, I didn't. I wasn't driving at the time. Um, I didn't have a license at the time, and I didn't like driving our car, so that was a bad experience. I'm sorry for that too. I should have done that, but that thing that was the only time that was bad for me. <laughs> there was other times, but uh, that's it. We're sticking to this part for now. But yeah, so that's that one girl, and I'll tell everything. I'll say about my recent one later on, because like I said, that's the uh. 
bow on top. I mean, that would be a nice way to wrap up this podcast. All right. Back to the article. Intellic... In, I was going to say interlink. Intellectual intimacy. My favorite one. Though we don't always push into the forefront, intellectual bonding is extremely critical for the happiness and longevity of our relationships. Exchanging ideas with one another allows us to share the things we care about and discover new avenues of interest and stimulation. When we deepen our intellectual understanding of one another, we uncover new and exciting facets of our partners that allow us to deepen both our connections with one another and interest in a relationship and the direction it's taking. So, this one's not kind of like a, don't really tell you what it really is. Uh, I don't really think EB does a good job on this uh, part. But uh, the best, I'm not trying to diss her whatever, you know, she's the fucking published one. I'm not. <laughs> she's doing something with her life. I'm not. I'm just here in my car at fucking 4 a.m. in the morning talking to a mic by myself. <laughs> drinking water right now, trying to not look like a fucking crazy man, trying to get fucking robbed by a homeless person. I'm literally fucking looking up at every of my windows and everything. I was going to have this film, but uh, issues happened. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm fixing it right now. Hopefully by the second episode, I can have something uh, physically recorded. Otherwise, this is going to be like sh- uh, B-roll shots of bullshit, I guess. But intellectual bonding, I think, means... Uh, and... So I kind of do this a lot with every with everyone I date. You can ask anyone I date. I love teaching. I think secretly I was a teacher in a past life somewhere. I was probably like a philosopher, or literature, or something like that. I'll fucking know. But I love I love learning and I love just teaching people what I learn. I find it amazing. It could be my fucking autism, Asperger's, ADHD, bipolarness. I don't know, but I just love love talking and. Dropping facts on people. That's why in videos, you see me dropping random historical facts on y'all for no fucking reason. Because uh, that shit, I want y'all to learn. Because if school's not going to teach you it, and if school's going to, you know, lie to you and leave stuff out, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to leave it up to you. I'll be your guys' fucking teacher. <laughs> I'll be the random fucking crazy homeless man in the street yelling at you like, Hey, man, did you know the government's fucking bad? They don't fucking like you. you. But, I think for my last year ex, I don't think she liked that. Because she was a teacher. I love teachers. I have a thing for teachers. I think teachers are great. Teachers are a backbone of America. We need them. I think they're probably like, what? A seventh vertebrae column? (laughs) Someone should make a diagram. Because everyone always says, oh, you're the backbone of America. They're the backbone of America. Uh, Oh, this always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the dumpsters, uh, the truck drivers, the uh, the uh, the garbage men are the backbone of America. You know, everyone's a backbone of America, which is true. We all need each other. We're a fucking organism. We're a fucking ecosystem. We're a biosphere. We need that shit. But uh, you see, guys, when you might mean say what I'm saying, go on up. Teaching shit. I like using metaphors and shit like that. Doing stuff like that, you know. Throwing in references. Because even if it's just like a reference to a movie or a TV show, you know, it's still you know, learning something, you know, you don't, you haven't learned, or if you did learn, you get the reference, something like that, and I tried telling her that, you know, let's bring it back to the always sunny in Philadelphia, where there was, a, I think it was a political discuss, oh, that's the thing, she didn't want me to, to talk about my political statement, or my political stance, but the thing is, 
I'm fucking liberal. I'm probably a socialist. I voted for Tulsi. I'm a Tulsi diehard. So I don't know what the fuck she thinks I was a conservative for. Like, I vote for Tulsi. I believe in universal stuff. But it's just the thing is, I just don't want to pay more taxes. I don't want the government down my throat for shit. I don't want them to think like, ah, you know, I gave you something. I'll cut some of my dick. You know, come suck it. You know, I don't want to do that. You know, I if I want help, I'll take the help. If I don't, I don't. I know people need help, but if people don't need help, they don't need help. They should just work on your own. Don't be lazy. Um, do you, boo? But don't be lazy. That's the one requirement. <laughs> but she thought I was conservative. Well, it wasn't. But like, I just like sharing stuff, and like I would look at the news every day. And uh, every day, yeah, I would look at the news every day. I I I, I tried to stop doing that. Uh, the most I would do is Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan. That's it. Ben Shapiro is my uh, guy to go for the news. Uh, like I said, I, I voted for Tulsi. And I, people on the conservative side are really starting to like Tulsi. And people on the left are liking Tulsi. And people in the middle like Tulsi. And that scares people like Democrats. Last year, X didn't like it when I was talking about Tulsi. Her mom, her mom and her literally said I wasted my vote for voting for Tulsi. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, guys. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed the first two years of your president. I didn't. <laughs> she didn't want to learn. She didn't, you know, she didn't want to teach me anything. She would just talk about her day and all that stuff. And that's cool. Like, keep me talking about your day. It's still learning. Because, you know, I wasn't there. I want to let me learn. Let me learn what the Matrix simulated for you that day. She didn't like that. And I just felt like she was just, mm-hmm, uh, cool. And this was like towards the uh, end of the relationship. Uh, I was already like, my, not my last jaws, but like my last wits. And like, it was just dwindling at this point. But I remember we went to Hot Pot and I was telling her uh, this theory uh, I saw on YouTube. And they were saying, uh, oh, you know, how do they move the uh, the big slabs of the pyramids? Because uh, it's limestone, 32 tons. Impossible. People don't know how they did it. Whatever. And one of the uh, ancient alien or fucking stupid conspiracy theories was like, uh, oh, they had, uh, if you see them sometimes, you know, they have a wand and they're lifting shit up. Well, what if that wand was kind of like uh, an anti-gravity bubble thing and like they pointed it up there and like they just moved uh, the limestone onto the pyramid like that. It's pretty fucking cool. And then they brought up Moses. And it was all like, what if Moses had this type of thing? And, you know, that's how he part of the Red Sea. And I was all like, okay, that's, it's even, even fucking cooler. I like that. Okay. Uh, I'm also, so I'm religious. I believe in science. I believe in free will, free exploration, and free thinking. That's all I got to say. Uh, I know how to mix both science and religion together to make sense to me. Because I think that doesn't make sense because any of you said God is not real. You're living in God's creation. The Big Bang was God. Scientists who call the Big Bang are just finding a scientific way to explain how the universe was created. God is the religious way of how the universe was created. Boom, boom. Similarities, they're connected. Boom, I don't care what y'all say. Fuck you all. We have similarities, different religions, different stories from ancient times, different sciences all across the world. And for some reason, we all were all connected before we all fucking explored somehow. So I don't give a shit. Fuck you. God's real. God's universe. Mother Gaia. Odin. All that bullshit. I don't know. All that shit's cool. I don't care. You know, I believe in all of it. I just know God is God. Universe is universe. God is universe. Universe is God. 
karma's karma. <laughs> you know, God playing karma, you know, that's fucking like, you know, that's God, that's God's way of fucking playing Fallout with us. He put the karma system. God, that's the one that they don't tell you. On the eighth day, on the eighth day, God's all like, you know, I'm gonna fuck with these people. Hello, karma system. You good, you good, you bad, you bad. You I'll see you in hell. We'll see you in heaven. We'll see. <laughs> but like, she wouldn't want to. She wouldn't want to learn. She wouldn't want to learn shit. And I like teaching people. I like talking. Really, that's why I'm going for days. Talk. Like I like talking. All that stuff. I want to talk to people. I want to educate people. All that stuff. And, you know, she didn't want to be educated. And I get that. You're a teacher, whatever. I get that. You didn't want to be talked to, whatever. But uh, at least you could have at least, you know, listened to me. But that one time when I was telling her about the whole Moses, all that stuff, she uh, literally said, or, 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 none of it's real. Like, she just wanted me to shut up. And this was maybe like a week before I we went to Hawaii. And... I retaliated. I should. You shouldn't retaliate out of emotions. Think about it first. Like I said, bring it up. If it bugs you, it bugs you. I probably should have said, "Hey, um, I don't like that." I was just trying to talk to you and educate you, and educate. But you know, I was just trying to talk to you and tell you what I learned, and hopefully, you know, I just wanted to do with you. You know, Let's start off from nice and easy, still like that. So, note to you and note to me. Note to you. Note to me. But uh, maybe I should have done that better. But uh, instead, uh, we were talking about Hawaii. And she was like, oh, uh, are you waiting for Hawaii or something like that? And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going for Javier. Fuck. I name dropped. I'm sorry. I was supposed to name drop, but whatever. I didn't, I didn't mean to name drop, but whatever. Fuck. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I said, yeah, I'm just going for him. And she looked at me like, is that it? Like, she wanted me to say, like, we're going for us, too. Like, yeah, without him, I mean, he gave me permission. I mean, with the birthday, I mean, without him, I wouldn't be able to go. And she's like, okay. And she got all upset. And it's like, I knew why she got upset. I wasn't stupid. I'm not stupid. Uh, I know why. I did it on purpose. And I shouldn't have done it. But that was me at the time. I can't do anything about that now. But, you know, live and learn, people. Live and learn. Oh, the police are going somewhere now. It's not for me. But yeah, so uh, she didn't. Yeah, that was like one thing. And then I would try to tell her. I would try to get her to watch my YouTube videos. And then that's why I stopped doing YouTube because I felt like it wasn't good enough. Because, you know, if your own girlfriend don't want to fucking, you know, support you, why why the fuck? Continue, you know. But um, we don't do that no more. We got us, people. We got us. We got us. We got us. But, uh, yeah, as you can tell, I am not fine, people, but I will be better. Trust me. It's just, this, this, this has been a whole year. Hold up. I just need to talk about it. Like I said, people talk about your feelings, let it all out, record it, write it down, tell someone about it, talk to your dog. I talk to my dog a lot. I got a dog last year, and oh, my God, I love my dog. I love her so much. Go follow her. Instagram page, my the the my butt station. I love her so much. She's cute. But yeah. So 
back to the article. Emotional intimacy. Where were you? <laughs> Emotional intimacy is quite possibly the most important level of bonding and connection when it comes to our romantic partnership. A little bit louder for some people in the back. Emotional intimacy is quite possibly the most important level of bonding and connection when it comes to our romantic partnerships. All right. Well, physical intimacy is most often touted as the most important aspect of a modern relationship. That's kind of true. Being emotionally intimate with your partner is far more rewarding and valuable when it comes to meaningful connection. Though, it's one we often overlook. Very true. Feeling emotional disconnected with your partner can cause a number of issues. Being able to truly understand your partner, spouse, or loved one while being vulnerable is key to deep and lasting relationships that we that we can depend on. Good and wildly said, E.B. Johnson. I don't think I gotta add anything more. Just you know, my experience, my my uh my time, my my part. I guess uh, <laughs> I throw in my little. My, I guess I'll throw in my two cents. I guess. Oh, uh, thank you, E.B. Thank you very much for that introduction. But no, I got it from here. Let the big boy take it from here. <laughs> but uh. Always take care of your partner's feelings. Always know how they're feeling. Uh, tell them how you feel. Vice versa, all that stuff. Even though it's gonna hurt. Even though it's like uh, feels like they're gonna you're gonna break up with them. It feels like you know. If you, sometimes you guys may not even break up. It may you guys may just maybe it's been pent up anger, pent up frustration, pent up sadness. All you know, been holding in. You just had to let it out. You know, just that's why I say you guys hawk it out right then and there, just so it's not built up. I've I sadly realized that last minute. Um, with this one, but we'll say that to but uh, with the uh, the last year ex, felt like my emotions weren't being watched over and what i mean by that is uh it's like a laundry list of stuff but i'll just try to get the basic ones um but uh one of them was uh so i say i love you when i say i love you i mean it and i do say it a lot yeah She'll be scary, yeah, but that's because uh, I'm a little background story, I'm a little origin story, you know. I don't get love. I haven't got love. I don't see love at home, you know. So didn't get love, you know. So I want love, obviously, guys. I'm fucked up. Sorry, I'm clingy. <laughs> I'm. I will fucking. I will fucking grapple hook your ass cheeks like fucking R&B to Annie. I'm fucking grapple your ass cheeks, girl. Come on, girl. Come on. Like I'm clingy as hell. I need love. I want to feel like I'm wanted. Like not all the time, but like, let your boy know that you still care for him. You still love him. All that stuff. You know, you still want him. You still want to fuck him, mentally, emotionally, physically. You know. Come on, come on, guy. Come on, girl. Come on, come on, guy. Come on, friend. Come on, pal. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I felt like she wasn't taking care of my emotions. 
And I felt like in response to that, I felt like I was taking care of her emotions. And that was me, me, uh, that was my rebuttaling. That was me fighting against her. Shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Uh, lessons learned, life taught, uh, heartstrings. But, uh, I say I love you a lot. And then there was this one day where she just told me, oh my God, you say I love you too much. I literally went from saying I love you a lot to literally saying it only like maybe like once a day, twice a day to like not saying it. And it got to a point to where I would say I hate you. But like I will say it jokingly. But towards the end of the relationship, it felt like it wasn't a jokingly no more. It felt like it was uh, more serious. Uh, it felt like it was way more serious. Like a more serious, I hate you. Not like actual hate, just like, ah, I hate you. Like, I can't do this no more. I don't want to be with you no more. Like, I don't hate her. I don't hate any of my exes. I just, I want them to be happy. They couldn't be happy with me. I couldn't make them happy or they couldn't make me happy. I just want them to be happy. That's all I want. No victims, no suspects, nothing. I just want them all to be happy. That's it. And I pray they're happy. And they find their happiness somewhere. That's all I want. But yeah, that was one part. And then there was a time where we had a fight. Not a fight. Uh, it was like an issue. I was drunk. I was watching her dog or something. I remember what, what started or how it happened. But, uh, I was in the living room, uh, my business crying, whatever. And then I brought, oh, I brought up her phone, brought up her phone, because she was always on her phone texting all that stuff, and her friends were all there. And I had brought up the phone once before. I said, hey, um, you know, we're hanging out. Why are you always your phone? She's like, oh, my friends text me all. So he's like, yeah, but like we're hanging out, like, like we were hanging out doing something, you know, like out, like if it's at your house, that's cool, but like. If our intimate time is being ruined because you're texting, I don't like that personally. Unless it's not like an emergency, then he like, give me the respect I'm giving you. So I brought that up again. And then uh, same thing again was said the second time, you know, or you know, I was just texting my friends, all that stuff. You know, we're always hanging out. I never have time to text him. And then, that's true. That's true. But. Why you got to text them when we're hanging out doing our intimate stuff or when we're cuddling in bed, like when I'm trying to hold you and then you just tell me, oh, wait, you're like, no, I'm on Facebook. Like you push me away. Like I need, I'm not trying to say I need to be catered. I don't want to be catered to. I'm just saying like, I don't need attention 24 seven. I just, I just, you know, if we're doing something, if I want to be intimate with you, can you at least give me. 20% of your time, of your effort, that's all I asked for. But uh, that was uh, that time. And then I think during that one fight, the same fight, drunk fight with the phones, she said, oh, no, 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 no. All right, this is a different time. So there's another time where I think we were in bed. It was just after sex or something like that. I said, hey, can we talk about our feelings? 
And she turns to me and says, you're such a girl. Like, mind you, this is a girl who's a leftist. She's a leftist. You know, she supports gays, trans. Her one, her her cousin's trans. And I don't care about what you are, you know. But her cousin's an asshole. Like I met, I I I I met some good people, some good gay people, great trans people, great lesbians, whatever. But you're just people, you know. And there's two sides of people, or there's only really two people. There's good people, and then there's assholes. And I've met a lot of assholes. On a lot of spectrums, a lot of genders, religions, thoughts, race, everything. Trust me, there's a lot of assholes out there. And that's just being a human. That's one side of being a human, being an asshole. And there's one side of being another human, that's being good. Her cousin was a fucking asshole. She even said she was an asshole and she was a bitch. So, because, you know, they're transgender, so, you know, they get both uh, terminologies. But... To hear her say that me wanting to talk about my feelings made me made me a girl? Like did that made me weak? Did that made me fragile? Like, are you trying to say women are weak for having emotions? What like I just I was I want I think I wanted to say that day, like I find you very beautiful. I love your hair, I love the way your eyes sparkles, I love the way you do your do dumb little smile, cause you know she would do it. Like, it would be, it would be dumb, but like I'll use the word like dumb, like is it cute? You know, do your dumb little smile for me. She'd be like, you know, I would like that. I think I was gonna say stuff like that, and then to have her say that, it kind of killed the mood. I didn't want to talk anymore. Don't tell your partner, people. Don't make your partner's uh, emotions and feelings feel invalid, unimportant, or uh. You know, just completely out the wind and like a plastic bag floating in the wind. Wasted space. And that's not cool to do on any level at all for anyone. That's not cool at all. And I, I think that was, very, that was like in the very beginning, like in relationships too, that girl comment. So like from that day, I did not talk at all about my feelings. Uh, I think that's the, that's the only note I had. On that one for my personal experiences. So back to the article. Number four, physical intimacy. The final pillar of any happy relationship is a physical one. With this does, while this does in many cases include sex, that's not all it entails. Physical intimacy, far from being just sexual intimacy, is simply being gentle affection with another one in a way that makes both parties feel loved, wanted, and special in some sort of physical way. Compilation aside, this type of intimacy also includes hugs, hand-holding, and cuddling, crucial aspects of any happy relationship. So, uh... Let's get the sex part out the way. Uh, at first, it was going great. But then pandemic happened. And the Fair Nation attacked. And when we needed the airbender the most, he vanished. 
uh, we had dated. Literally, uh, COVID happened, the pandemic happened, and lockdowns happened, so we were stuck inside together. And, like, the sex, you know, sex was going good. I was going to the gym, but, you know, the gym stopped. You know, so the sex was going good, all that stuff. It was going great. And I just don't know where it went wrong. I mean, I know it went wrong. Uh, I'm an emotional person. Uh, I'm not trying to say there's a bunch of sexualities, all that, se- all that shit, whatever. But I know people do say demisexual. And I think that's people who like need emotional support and all that shit before having sex or during sex, so they can you know have fun during sex. I think I'm one of those people. Like I like having intimate emotional sex. I like having you know rough hardcore sex. I like just having this show. You know, I say you know just fuck me. You know, I mean fuck me, but I'm also you know gonna go slowly within it. You know, I like having a show. I like making a a, a movie, a play out of it. Like making you know. I like putting, I like putting romance and intense pornographic in a six-second time window because that's how long you're going back before he's done. I'm only making a TikTok, bitch. With my TikTok. But it was going good, and then. I think that girl comment really threw me off. I felt like I wasn't being taken care of emotionally. My emotions weren't taken care of. And then it got to the point. It was real bad. So I couldn't get hard with her. And if it gets to that point, just call it quits right then and there, guys. Guys and girls. If it's just right then and there. Like, actually, don't call it quits. But, like, try to work it out. Try to fix it. But, like, at that point, I felt like, I did not want to be with her. She couldn't even get me hard. Like, I had a thing of porn stars. I had a, I didn't want to see her. I'm a big eye person. I love looking into your eyes while having sex. I did not want that with her. I literally will flip her over, doggy. That's it. I did not want to look at her. I just wanted to see the back of her head, and that's it. Nothing more. And I think what really also threw me off for sex is that one time uh, we were having fun and I did put her in doggy and then she got distracted on the TV on uh, Law and Order and CIS. And like, I get it. It's a good show, but that really killed the mood for me a lot. And then since then, I would put on shows during sex. Because we'll have our sex shows. I think everyone has sex shows. Our sex shows were like Forensic Files, uh, Law and Order, uh, Criminal Minds, not Criminal Minds, uh, but uh, uh, some other, the one with uh, fucking, the guy who looks like a fucking cowboy, plastic surgery, all that shit. Uh, it's like 24 hours, so we'll push it on like that. That'll be our show. A little bit morbid, a little bit fucked up, but that was our shows. Uh, for That was our sex shows. And I would put those on, and I would just just watch them just during sex. I did not want to look at her at all. And they got to that point real bad. And I like cuddling. I love cuddling before, after, and during sex. And there'll be times where, like, 
it would be cold in her room. She'll have the fan on her, and then she'll be like, just push me away and all that stuff. And there'll be times where, like, I like playing with hair, and I get it fine. Some girls don't like playing with their hair. Just let me know, I guess, from now on, please. And I won't. I love touching hair. I love touching hair. I'm making a big thing now, but it'll make sense maybe later. Oh, who knows? Well, yeah, so that happened. Um, she will get drunk sometimes, and I don't know what would happen out of nowhere, but she would flip out and like stop touching me. No, you're doing it wrong. No, no, you don't want to be with me. No, you don't love me. And like those last two were right for the very end of the relationship, but like not in the very beginning, so it was very uncalled for. But like the other stuff, like it was uncalled for. Like I was trying to take care of you. And this thing about me, I like taking care of drunk people, high people, whatever. Like, I think it's fun. I I like being responsible. So, obviously, this is going to, you know, be up my alley. I like it. And, like, I make sure you guys get home. I try my best to make sure you guys get home. And, like, that's it. Home alone. That's it. Uh, Let me know you guys got problems. Like, no, it's handled those problems, but that's it. No. So. She will just flip out. And, like, I would actually, like, help her, care for her, like, hold her. And she's like, no, you're doing it wrong. And, like, I would literally be in the bathroom with her sometimes, helping her out, like, vomiting, getting her in pajamas, all that stuff. And to, like, have that pushing, it was, it felt, it was really aggressive and, like, I was told stuff like she was a bully, all that stuff. And like, I felt like all that anger, all the stuff that she was going through was being taken out on me subconsciously through her being drunk in other ways. Because holding her hand didn't feel right anymore. Uh, there'll be times where I put my hand on her, her leg or her hand or hold her hand while driving. I stopped doing that. I was on my phone 24-7. Don't do that, people. Don't be on your phone. The relationship, you guys are together together. Unless it's like a kill time moment. You guys are like just watching TV. You guys are bored. You guys go on your phone. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so that happened. I forgot what I was saying. I went on a tangent. My bad. I'm sorry. But, uh... Yeah, so that that was that. And then she would push me. I didn't like that one bit. Uh, I don't know why. And there'd be times where she would like, like smack me, like, like just smack me, like sometimes. I'll say move or something. But I get it, you know. Okay, fine. Move is rude, whatever. But like, if it's an emergency, like, excuse me, it's gonna take forever. That's two syllables. Move. One syllable. Move. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's three syllables, actually. Excuse me is three syllables. That takes up time. Move is one. I'm sorry, but your dog had to pee. I had to pee. Your mom had to do something. The dog, the other dog ran out the house. I have to go out. There's an emergency. My brain switches to fight mode. I have to go to fight mode. I'm going to have her just smack me on the shoulder. 
on the hand. And there was this one time in the very, very beginning. And I think I should have left right after that, but I did it. Fucking stupid. I think things get better. I want things to get better. So I'm a fucking moron for love. And I don't fucking get it. And I fucking need it. But there was one time where she pushed me. I think I had to go do the restroom or something. I don't remember. I think she asked me to something to get something. I don't fucking remember. But she like pushed me with like force. Like in the very like her hand on my on the side of my back. She pushed me. I almost hit my fucking face on the uh, the frame of the the door. Like almost, I already have a broken nose. I almost broke my nose again. I almost fucking went forehead first. All that stuff. Like it could have been a bloody nose thing type of thing. <laughs> but I should have left after that. That one, I fucking that one, I that one, that one, that one, that one. Thinking about it now, because I can fucking see it. Like I'm not trying to say I was abused, but I felt like I was. You know, somewhat being abused in such a fucking minor, small degree that I'm pretty sure if it would have continued, it could have maybe escalated. Not to where, like, I'm, like, abusive, a DA case, you know? But, like, little things. Like, I felt emotionally abused. Like, I felt like I was more emotionally uh, neglected and uh, manipulated. Manipulated. Because, uh... And I should have left. We should have called it quits after this. But it was the very beginning of relationships. And, you know, I'm always like, I give like a three month trial. If it goes good, it goes good. And plus, you had a dog. I never had a dog. I always wanted a dog. I, st- I stayed with her for stupid reasons, I know, but still. But, well, literally, the very fucking first thing she tells me before, literally, before meeting her mom, <clears throat> before meeting her mom, before meeting her mom for, I think, her cousin's birthday. She turns to me and says, oh, by the way, uh, my mom likes it when you buy me gifts. And then she introduces me to her mom, like, hi, this is Raymond. And she says, oh, you're a dress boy. Oh, fuck. 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 Whatever. Whatever. I don't care at this point. We're just getting over with. But, uh, oh, you must be her boyfriend. And I, I was a little bit off guard. I was a little confused. I was a little bit hurt, too. And I just said, I sure hope so I am. And then her mom's like, I don't like that. She didn't say that. But, uh, ah, okay. But yeah. So, that was that stuff. I think I skipped ahead. But, uh, that's perfectly fine. But, oh. But yeah. So, that was uh that was that. And then we're gonna finish off the article. Uh not not we're not gonna read out read off the article, but we're gonna we're gonna read something. Why bonding with our partners is so important. Bonding across these four planes is important for any happy and healthy relationship. When we bond emotionally, physically, intellectually, and experimentally with our loved ones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got this. Bad bitch mode. Make it salient. We build. Let me take it back. When we bond emotionally, physically, intellectually, intellectually, and experimentally with our loved ones, we build trust and understanding that allows us to lean on one another in ways we cannot lean on others. Pursuing these intimate bonds also come with a plethora 
of other benefits that can add layers of value and happiness to our everyday life. And then I'm just going to read these off from titles. Uh, it's a foundation of respect. Oh, I didn't have that with this one. Strength and communication skills. My my skills lacked this one. Mood booster. I needed uh, weed and alcohol just to try to fucking enjoy talking to her. Trust and security. I didn't have the trust and we'll get to... Uh, I didn't have emotional security or mental security with her or physical security with her and there was a dealing there was a breaking point uh we'll get to that in a bit though but yeah so and this next part on eb johnson stuff and this is the part i'm going to talk about too uh the simplest ways to bond intimately with our partners and basic stuff uh is basic stuff so one is start sharing your goals and i'm not going to focus on all the six six of them but i'm gonna focus on uh you know a few but this one's really important to me really 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 important to me because if i'm gonna if you're gonna be with me i want you to support my dreams whether it takes me somewhere or not because i know they're not gonna take me anywhere so i'm good i just want to be able to say i got it done I got it to the point to where people can read it and all that stuff. Because, <clears throat> you know, I don't care about fame and all that stuff. I just do this stuff because I need to make myself happy. And doing this stuff makes me happy. I find joy in life. It kills time. And, you know, go somewhere, go somewhere. I don't care. You know, if I make money off it, I don't care. I have my own goals to make money. I have my own life going on. This all this stuff is all side quest for me. So, you know, but just support it, you know? And in this uh, article, God, fuck, my script messed up. My best, sorry. And in this article, God, I'm trying to find, uh, all right, so here it is. <clears throat> so, uh, this is a quote. From the founder of the Update Coaching, Andrea Amor. I don't know if that's her real name or if it's going to be a play on words like Amor for Spanish for love, but that'll be a nice gimmick. Sorry for the burping. But, uh, and so, so the quote is, no matter how small your goals are, communicating them with your partner allows them to see a greater picture of who you are. And it also allows them to get involved with your dreams in a way that's inspirational. Likewise, you can push your partner to go after the things they really want and connect in a way that fosters a culture of support. That's good. Uh, I'm a type of person, you know, I'm going to support your dreams regardless. Whether you think it's like a side thing or it's like something you just thought about randomly, I'm going to support you to do it. You know, I want you to do the things you want to do because, you know, I know that makes you happy. And I know us doing it together can make us happy and make us, you know, give us something to bond over again. You know, it brings it back to the whole uh, experimental, all that stuff, you know, experiences, all that stuff. But, uh, like ever, my first script that I ever wrote, my first 150 page script that I wrote, two hour movie that I wrote, uh, I was going through a real bad uh, time with friends. So I had a, you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm a spiritual alchemist, you know, so I just threw all my emotions out there. So I wrote down a script 
and I wanted her to read it. She's like, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. i read it because, you know, she liked the movies, all that stuff. One of her friends does movies, all that stuff. So, you know, I should be interested. So I gave it to her. And I didn't hear anything in the next, in the, in the first three months of the relationship or the first four months. You know, I completely forgot about it. You know, maybe she's taking her time. She's a slow reader, all that stuff. Then she bought a book. She bought two books. And then she told me she finished one of the books. And then I got suspicious. I'm like, if you could finish a 500-page book, why can't you finish, you know, a 140-page script that's, like, has way less work probably than the book does? No, I didn't bring it up with her. I just I just thought of it, you know. Well, I was help, I was going through her stuff one day looking for something for her. And uh, I found my script only 10 pages opened at the very bottom of like, I guess like a junk, a junk uh, something. And like she, she didn't get through it. But she got through a book. And that, I should have left that in there too. But, it broke my heart to see that. I gave it to her to read, thinking I could trust her with it, thinking I'd get some feedback or, you know, something. But, no. She just threw it at the bottom of a well. Forgot about it. But that's okay. Because, you know, I gave it to someone else. They loved it. Apparently, they read, they read it all in one day. Uh, they read it all in one day while watching their kids. And I'm just glad they loved it. Because that gave me a super major confidence boost. Because, you know, I got that. I got it published, guys. I got that script published. It's, I have it published by natural people. I can put it on Amazon. I can sell it. I just try to get over that hurdle. That is it scared that one person can read it and they find it amazing? Maybe other people, you know, might I don't know. It is a vulgar, vulgar uh, script, though. Uh, you know, they'll say, you know, words, you know, but it's like a gangster movie thing, so you know, it's expected. You know, I, I when I write, I write in the language of the characters, and these characters aren't good. There's only maybe like two good characters. Every other character is bad. So. <clears throat> so I don't know if I'm going to put that script out on Amazon or on a store somewhere or sell it somewhere. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's good. I got other stuff I'm writing that are going to be way better than that. Trust me, but that really threw me off for a loop, and that really did really shut my confidence a lot. Uh, that relationship really did shut down my confidence so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was back to the article. Back to the article. Share your day with one another. Uh, that's simple. Uh, we used to do that. Uh, that's the only thing we used to do. 
Three, make eye contact. I couldn't make eye contact with her because I just wasn't in love with her no more. I just couldn't. I was scared of her. I was literally was scared of her because I felt like I was being bullied by her. And I felt like I wasn't wanted there. So I didn't make eye contact with her. Four, do something thoughtful. I would do that. I would be with her dog, especially when her dog got crippled. I did my best to be for her, to be there for her, no matter what, to be there for the dog. I took him out on walks. I took him on his little wheel thing, on his little wheelchair. I miss that dog so much. And it feels so bad to say, because at the last, the last, like, half of our relationships, I was only with her for the dogs. I wanted to break with her so bad. But then her dog got crippled, and I just... I just couldn't, couldn't leave. I couldn't go. I couldn't leave. I felt like she needed me right then and there emotionally as a friend. So I was stuck there. But I think I needed an excuse to be stuck there. You know, to like, just so I wasn't alone. You know? But that's what right now, middle of a no. It's like, I should have just been there for my brother for her as a friend. Or I should just left much before that happening. But you know, like I said, hindsight. This this is all about hindsight, guys. Well, I'm here to tell you guys my story. We're here to talk about it, all that stuff. Oh my god! Oh, you guys think this is me crying now? Oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. So. Then there's number five. Me and another's presence. And this includes, uh, you know, being together, all that stuff, all that stuff. Uh, I didn't want to be in her presence. Six, make skin-to-skin connection. I didn't want that with her at all. I just literally wanted to be with her, be away from her. But, uh... But yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to go through my notes right now. Okay, all the last minute shit I need to say before I get the real depressing stuff, like the real fucked up shit that she did. Yeah, so everything I basically went through, I basically talked about. This is some quotes I missed. But I basically brought up everything. And uh, oh, so there was one time where... uh. So I guess I'll get like these last minute stuff out. <laughs> so um one, uh so this is some random shit that I just need to go. So uh during the whole uh Cara Dune thing, uh, when Cara Dune got fired from the Mandalorian because of the mask and the whole uh comparison to uh people turning on their neighbors like how uh uh the Germans did to the Jews. Uh, 19, 1940, 30s, Germany. Um, I told her that, oh, Cara got fired for that. And then she says, good. I'm the type of person, I don't care who, I don't care if it's political, religious, scientific, opinion, emotional, whatever, you know, opinion, fact, political, whatever thing you got going on. I don't care about that. But just to hear her say good, and because I know it's similar because of her political views, I disagree with you. 
I think I did heavily disagree with you. And you are, by definition, a fucking bigot. And I hate bigotry, racism, and sexism. It's cool to joke about it. It's cool because joking about it's funny because it's funny to joke about it. Being like that is not cool. It's funny to look at because y'all who are really acting like that, who really do hate people for something, y'all fucking look like clowns. Trust me. We're all laughing at you. There's a reason why you're a fucking minority in the fucking world. We don't fucking like you. We don't fucking need you. You're a fucking joke to us. There's a reason why we keep you fucking losers around. Because we need fucking dogs to laugh at sometimes. So, genuinely are one of those people. Fuck you. If we do it for jokes, we do it for jokes. It's funny. Because we know it's wrong. That's why we make fun of it. But here, say that, you know, it's cool for people of different political belief, whether, you know, believe in vaccines, they, they don't want to take the vaccines for religious or scientific reasons, you know, now that we know, now knows more stuff now, um, I don't agree with that at all, so I called her a bigot, and then she flips out on me and says, you have no right to call me that, I'm not someone on the internet, no, you're not someone on the internet, you're someone that I love, you're someone that I cared about, you're someone I want to be with, so, why are you showing this hateful side of me? That's gross. I can't be with that. And I should have left right then and there. But I felt bad that same day because the very same day, she got me a director's chair. You can get me a stupid-ass chair. Her mom said it looked good in it, by the way, but I think her mom just didn't fucking like me at all. But... She got me a director's chair, but yet you couldn't read my script. That's just one thing. Another thing, um, one of her, I saw her parents dancing one time, and then she turns to me, and she's like, oh, I want a marriage with my parents. I'm like, I like that. It's cool. But as time went on, I saw her parent, how her parents really are. So bad for her dad. I understand why he has heart problems. Because that man has to hold in so much that it's fucking killing him on the inside. This is the reason why he said you guys got to fucking, you know, let out a bit. Like, let your emotions out. Don't hold it up. Otherwise, that shit does fuck you up mentally and physically and emotionally. It really does. You guys really need to let it out. Full mindset. Let it out at a reasonable pace. Don't try to. I know it involves emotions, but don't make it too emotion. No. But. After seeing how that family is. And uh, her mom told me something. Uh, I would not. F I do not fucking respect her mom ever. But. Uh, her mom told me something that almost happened. And. Uh, to have your husband. Come into your life and take you in with a bastard son. And have you think about doing that is just wrong. The man risked everything, especially at a time, especially during like a decade, like during the era, or probably like, you know, guys taking in kids aren't theirs, you know, probably looked down upon or made fun of. I lost all respect for that woman when she told me that, when she told me something happened that day. So, now I lost respect for that woman too because uh, I, I was in the same predicament too. Uh, I don't mind if you got kids or not. 
if you got kids, if I'm with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make those kids part of my life, right? So guys, don't try to take the moms from the kids. Don't try to push the kids out. You, if they have kids, you know what you're getting yourself into. Don't be fucking stupid. Take care of those kids like they're their own. Step, blood, birth, cousin, brother, whatever. You make sure those kids are taken care of. You help out that woman, whoever has that kid. You do your part. You show those kids how good people are and how they can be and how they should be. And if you stay, you leave, at least those kids at least have a a role model or something to look up to, you know, to, to so they so who they can be like. But uh, you know, you know, I got with my ex who had two kids, and uh, I felt like it was the most not admirable thing, but like I felt like it was the most uh maturing and much more blossoming thing ever in my life, even though they weren't my kids, but uh. I know if I was, if I found out that the girl with the kids I was dating with would have done something like that, I know I would have dropped it right then and there. I couldn't be with that no more because all that hard work and effort I did in the very beginning and you were just going to forget it like that right then and there over one night. Uh, No. Because then if you can quickly forget about it or think about forgetting about it one night, I'm not going to take that risk again. Because one time can always be another. And never, never again, in my opinion. So, I have no respect for that woman at all. And she have no respect for me, so I don't care. So, uh, one of the final things before I get to the real tragic stuff. Uh, um, we went to Hawaii. We went to Hawaii. Hawaii was like, a one, like the last thing we did together. We went to Hawaii. And my bad, I saw someone pulling up. That's why I got my keys in case. <laughs> so we went to Hawaii and uh, we went to a luau. There was a dinner there, and fuck, God just had to tease me that day. Someone got married in Hawaii. Good for them. Congratulations. I hope they're doing great now. But uh, the guy at the, at the luau was all like, hey, uh, who, whoever got married, whoever is married, all the happy couples, raise your hand. I look around, I see all the happy couples. I see two of her friends holding, uh, raising their hands. I see another friend holding up their hands. My hand's not up. I see her hand up. She gets mad at me. And I say, oh, I missed my cue. Play it off as a joke. But I really wasn't. I really did not want to be there with her. I was not happy or in love at all. And then we started dancing. They wanted all the couples to dance. And then she started looking at me dancing. And then we started dancing and she started crying. Tearing up. I was bewildered. Baffled. Shocked distraught and just angry for a romantic moment for something that people dream about in a movie it was a fucking snuff film for me I was hurt my 
everything she had already done, I was the most hurt by her crying. And it's because I knew her friends were there. It's because I knew she had to fake it, just like me. And maybe if she really did, was in love with me, maybe it was in her own way. Maybe she thought I felt the same way because I was always up her ass. But, uh, so this happened before in, uh, this happened before Hawaii. Hawaii happened in May. And then, uh, something else happened in April. We were drunk. Uh, we were uh, drinking. Uh, it was one of her friend's parties. He comes over for his birthday party, all that stuff. And uh, it was already like towards the end of the relationship ending. And uh, he was single. He just got single. And, you know, I heard them talking. They wanted to hook him up with uh, one of someone's friend. Someone's friend. And uh, I get it. You want to support him. That's cool. I have nothing against that guy. But how come my girlfriend my ex had a be with him all night next to him touching his shoulders his hand her hand on his on his on his thighs you know like buttering him up right in front of me when i was taking care of her crippled dog i wanted to put the dog to sleep and just leave I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to see Bover, but I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. So anyways, um, she got drunk. I was taking care of her. All this stuff. I put her in bed. She didn't fight me. Whatever. I put her in bed and I was trying to go to bed. And this isn't the first time she did this. Um. Uh, it's happened a couple of times, and then I just let it happen because I felt like it was already going to be a part of the relationship. She turns over and just starts, uh, you know, jacking me off. I say no, but she's drunk, so she can't hear me. So I understand. You can't hear me. You're drunk. I understand. You can't hear me. Um... So I'll just, you know, I'll have fun for a bit. I told her no again. She like mobiles. So I just let she like mobiles. Uh, just let me. It's not the first time she said that. And then, you know, she started. You know, she started sucking. And like I like to, I like to feel, I like to feel confident during sex. I like to feel clean, all that stuff. You know, like under her bed gets hot, it gets sweaty. You know, you know, we guys, guys, girls, you know how it happens. You know, when this in close spaces gets hot and musky. You know, you got to. Guys know do it all the time in the bathroom. We do it. You know, girls. I know it happens to you too sometimes. Trust me. I I love eating pussy. I I I. I've tasted and smelled pussy of all kind and through various stages of, you know, stuff. So, I get it. 
like but like me personally i want to if you're gonna be down there for me i want to at least look and smell good but she decided you know second off and uh told her I don't want to. And I don't think she listened. And then she was drunk. And then she got on top. <laughs> and I, I don't, I, I think I said no. I can't remember if I said it silently, quietly, or in my head or mouthed it but because her parents it was her bed and then her parents slept in the room too but it was a pretty big room so you know it was dark too so you know they saw anything they couldn't really see anything but but I said no and she just you know put it in I, she she got she got my dick <laughs> put it in put it in her and then she just started writing and then I went in bed I felt numb I felt ashamed I felt bullied I felt like a bitch I felt I felt like everything I felt like every bad thing I went through right up to that moment well that all went through my head I look over to the side to her parents beds were and I mouthed the words I didn't say it I just mouthed the words. Please. Help me. But I couldn't say anything because uh, in the very beginning of the relationship. Uh, she said, she said, she said jokingly, you know, oh, if I said something, you know, oh, Raymond's doing something to me. My parents will come in and beat you up. And then my brother would just come in and beat you up for no reason. Because he just sees you, my parents beat you up. So I felt like I, that, that ran through my head, that ran through my head, that ran through my head. Like, what if I said help? What if I screamed? What if I did something? What if they saw? What if she's drunk? You know, she's drunk. What if they think I was taking advantage of her? What if something bad happens to me? What if, what if I'm, what if I'm, 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 I, I, yeah, I stutter. I'm sorry about stuttering. I just stutter. I stutter. What if, like, I'm the suspect? What if I'd be the bad guy? You know, like, oh. So, you know, so, you know, your boy took it. Your boy took that fucking rape. He took it like a man. I did. <laughs> it shouldn't be saying like that, but I took it like a fucking man. Your boy took that rape like a goddamn champion. He fucking put it off. He fucking was teary-eyed, but who gives a shit? It was dark. No one's off. He fucking pulled that shit off like a champ. You know? After that moment, I just, just let it happen. You know, I participated in it. I don't know, maybe it was because I wanted it faster, or maybe because I had frustration and I had to take it out I take it out in some way. Or maybe because you know, I was already being 
you know, demasculated right then and there. I had to reclaim it and show who, who was dominant. I don't know. I don't know. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. It took me time to think over, but, you know, I don't know which one it is. I'm sorry. You know. But I took that rape like a fucking champion. It came out on top. You know, I got her off. I just bent her over doggy style and just went ham on it. It's cold stone wall face. I finished. I got dressed. And I went to work. I had to go to work right after. And I went to work. I went to work. And the the next time we hanged out with her and her friends, we talked about it. Uh, she she said, "Oh yeah, you know, I don't know what happened that night." Uh, you know, remember remember Raymond taking me to bed. And next thing I know, I woke up and you know I remember glimpses, you know, of me riding him and I was fucking, and like, well, you know, I was I was sick the whole time. The one tragic moment in my life. And the bitch was unconscious, drunk, and asleep. Hell no. Hell no. If you're going to rape me, you're going to rape anyone. If you're going to rape especially me, you better fucking remember that shit. You better remember me. You better fucking remember me if you're gonna fucking rape me. I ain't no fucking second choice. I ain't no fucking last resort. And I know I should be upset for being used and abused. I feel I'm more upset that you couldn't fucking remember. And I'm glad she don't remember. I never brought it up to her. I never told any of her friends. The first time I'm talking about it, like uh, publicly, online, put people in the past, hurts. It really does hurt. But uh, I did it. I took it over. And then we broke up after Hawaii because you got a kicker for this. It was on my phone, texting. Uh, snapping, uh, uh, Instagramming. I was arguing with someone on Instagram. Uh, I stopped doing that now. But, uh, I was arguing with someone. Her mom bought me a shirt. And she like, hey, look. Mom, I got you a shirt. And I just finished the text. And I was gonna look up. She smacks my shoulder again. I again, thank God. When she smacked me, I snapped. I looked away from my phone. I looked at her, and I grunted. Told you to stop hitting me. I took the shirt from her mom, said thank you, and left. She took me home that day. She broke up with me. And I found out I was gaslighted. 
because she said, you should have saw the way you got mad at me. I wouldn't have gotten mad at you if you didn't hit me. And it was a lot of other stuff put onto it too, so it built up. Remember that, folks. You can get raped and be forgotten. Not me. I would never be forgotten. I would never be forgotten. That shit broke me. I will never forget it. It plays into my relationships now because uh sorry, let me make up a fun uh make up a nice little uh quote. And uh the article was uh the article's mainly for uh gay guys, but uh it's an old uh kind of an old article. But uh uh regardless if it's for gay guys trans females whatever i think all the uh the ben- the, the benefits the uh well i mean obviously it's benefits for the fucking rape but all the fucking symptoms are all the fucking same for everyone it can be differently on different levels but uh so let's just uh let's just try to let's just try to get this out the way this is the last part because then i'm gonna top it off with everything i learned Dane Walker, John Archer, and Michelle Davis. The effects of rape on men. And this is like a brief summary of like all of it. I went through it. It's a real good uh, article. I recommend it. Like, it's for gay people, but like, it can apply to like, I think anything, in my opinion. Quotation. Long-term effects include anxiety, depression. I'm sorry, hold on. I got this. I'm a champion. Long-term effects include anxiety, depression, increased feelings of anger and vulnerability, loss of self-image, emotional distancing, self-blame, and self-harming behavior. Walker, 1993, reported that the... Oh, shit, my mic. Uh. Walker, 1993, reported that the majority of the men, 90% in her sample, had some form of sexual dysfunction that continued in some cases years after the assault. Their sexual problems ranged from complete inactivity to promiscuity, or, in 19% of the cases, problems with the sexual act, such as... This one hurts the most because this one kind of did happen a little bit. Such as fear of recreating the assault either as a victim or perpetrator. The highest proportion of assaults took place in the perpetrator's home. When asked what the responses were at the time of the assault, the majority of victims said they they the majority of the victims said that they reacted with frozen fear, helplessness, or submission. Victims reported feeling devalued with regard to their identity and self-esteem and they experience a disruption and they experience a disruption in social relations 
due to feelings of emotional distancing. Victims also reported long-term crisis with their sexual orientation, sexual dysfunction, and suicide attempts. And quotations. I just want to end that part off right in there. Because oh, that's important. Uh, this stuff goes on many levels. You know, uh, I know rape victims. I've dated a rape victim. I've always been against rape, dating a rape victim, and seeing how that still kind of affects them even years after. And you know, being able to be the one a rape victim trusts you to have a a sexual experience with it should be a, a blessing and an honor because uh some of us may just hold up some of us may not just feel good some of us may not just want sex at all because it reminds us of, uh, of of pain and like I feel bad because uh I'm going through a real tough stage in life right now, but I wrote down the saddest song ever. Uh, I'm getting over her. It's going to be good for me. It's going to be good. So now we're going to... I know this has been going for too long. It's two hours, but I do hope you guys do give it a listen. I'm, future episodes won't be like this. They'll be uh, shorter. I'm not trying to be like a Joe Rogan type. Uh, okay. Alright, now this is the most this most recent girlfriend, the most recent ex I've had. This happened in the last literally six months. The last six months. So this one's gonna hurt the most because when I say when I say this is the greatest fucking best girl in the goddamn world, I fucking mean it. And I'm sorry to my future wife. But you have a lot of fucking competition. I can tell you that now. Our time was short. But god damn it was the best fucking months in my life. It's everything I wanted in the world. It's everything I needed in life. It's everything. It's It was literally the love I wanted since as a kid. And morphed as an adult. It was 100% perfect. I fucked it up. How? How? How could this amazing Tom Brady of a fucking athlete fumble the worst thing, the worst, worst fucking career in his life? The worst fumble. How? By not expressing himself. By not talking about his feelings. By not making sure she's fine. By making sure her feelings were heard or making sure she had her independence. It's all my fault. I know it is. I don't know why 
she didn't want to, you know, break up with me like the rest of her exes. Because I'm too nice. She was already done with me. She just didn't know. Those are the best answers I can come up with, but the answer I do hope the answer I do hope for is maybe because it was just the wrong timing. I have no chance for a second for a second hope or no hope for a second chance at all with her. I fucked up. I already know. She already, she's already moving on. That's all I need. I want her to be happy. That's all I ever want. I removed myself from the situation. I moved myself from her life. I just want her to be happy and find her self-love that I couldn't provide for her. That's all I need for her. She's the greatest girl in the world. I have no bad words. I think she's like the first girl. I have no bad words for her. It hurts because I had I had a lot of references with her. And then it just hurts cause she was she, she was my best friend. I don't have friends. I'm alone now. I just I fucked up real bad, guys, but I can't do anything now. That's why I say express your feelings. Because if I did, if I didn't let a particular person bully me and let that person get my mood down and let their attitude ruin my, my, my confidence, it wouldn't have affected my relationship with her. And... Yeah, you could say maybe she could have defended me or maybe she could have said something to that person, but I shouldn't have let other people get in the way of us. And I'm not trying to put blame on someone else. I got in the way of us. I know that. I'm the reason why we failed. And that's okay, because I learned. The hardest lesson ever. I lost the most perfect girl in the world. And I just hope the next guy takes care of her better than I can. I'm overreact. And this is the off-topic podcast. Thank you very much for listening for a grown-ass man cry and talk for an hour. I hope you guys work on your guys' relationships and remember, 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 remember. Do me this one favor and your other's favor. Talk your feelings out. The heart echoes, but rain will shine. It's a new phrase I came up with. I'm writing a book, poem book. Uh, 
Um, I need to get this book out. Uh, this last X really inspired my creativity, and I, 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 I used to have nicknames for my exes, and I think uh, this this one's ex name is gonna be the one I got away. Maybe I'll maybe just call her Katy Perry. Just cause after the song, <laughs> but she's the one who got away. I fucked up. That's okay. She's gonna be happy. I know she is. She's gonna be very, very happy, and I want her to be very happy. That's all I want for her. But this is I'm writing a book. Bringing up with her made me finally want to do this podcast because I just need to do stuff. I'm writing a book. No, I said that twice. My bad. I'm just going off down the list right now. But yeah, I'm writing a book. Heart echoes. Heart echoes. Rain shines and. Basically, uh, what it means to me, um, basically, you know, the heart echoes, whether it's pain, love, joy, trauma, experiences, bonding, the heart echoes it. Lumped ups, lumped ups. We're always beating. And, you know, it's echoing because, you know, it's easy to get throughout into the body. And rain shines sometimes mean however you get that heart to echo, however you get it to beat, however you get it out there into the world. And maybe tears, either from you, someone, people, the process, something. The rain is going to be there, but you're doing it for the best process in life. So that's where the shine comes in. Heart echoes, rain shines. It could be other meanings to it, too. It could be kind of like a KOD by uh, J. Cole, where it's like kids on drugs, uh, kids on something else, all that stuff. It could be like different, uh, different uh, meanings, but... It's called hers. This book I'm writing. It's a poem, song, book, all that stuff. Um, but I think I think very much for enjoying me on the first podcast. I'll make the second one shorter. Uh, it's gonna be random shit. Uh, second one, second podcast will be uh me talking about me wanting to do what I want to do with the podcast. Okay, so yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much. And hold love. And cherish your significant others. I'm overreact. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye.